In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And welcome, everybody, to another wonderful Monday and hopefully a wonderful show because we've got a great guest today. Now, you might want to sit back, grab your journal, get your laptop, whatever, because we're going to be asking you some questions today that are truly going to make you think about you, your life, yourself, your career, and so on. So get ready to, you know, do some of that introspective work and take some notes. Our guest today is the Chief Marketing Officer. At Epic, the Epic Media Group, one of the largest privately owned internet marketing companies in the world. Hello. He's a former senior vice president of marketing at Playboy, a published author, award winning marketer, ex pro tennis player. Graduated with honors, of course, from Notre Dame, and a philanthropist who strongly believes in and demonstrates corporate social responsibility. So do you think he qualifies to be on the Million Dollar Mindset? I sure do. (laughs) So it wasn't simply talent that got Mike Sprouse to where he is today. A great mindset has everything to do with it. And today, we're going to learn more about Mike's success strategies, the same strategies that he's outlined in his book. The Greatness Gap. We're also going to chat about the importance of personal branding for your business and your career and combining the personal branding for those of you who own a business and how important that that can be for you and how to get your brand better recognized. So we've got a show full. Let's get going. Mike, I'm so excited to have you here. Marla, it's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. And I'm, I'm really happy to, uh, to be on here and talking to all of your listeners. Well, thank you. We've been having a lot of fun. We we uh, wrote t- together today's article, which is posted on Inc. Magazine, and that's been a lot of fun and planning this show. So I want to thank you for that. It's nice to finally speak with you. It's great to speak to you, too. I've really enjoyed the last few weeks and getting to know you a lot better, and, sort of, and certainly working on the Inc. piece was, like you said, a lot of fun. And I think yeah. today will be a lot of fun as well. So it's, it's great to meet people that uh, really understand a winning mindset like yourself. Mm-hmm. The same here. Thanks, Mike. And you're moving back to Chicago. That's exciting. That's correct. Uh, on a personal level, my wife and I were currently East Coasters living in New York City, but we will be relocating to the Midwest in about a month. So we have lots going on professionally and personally. 
Oh boy! Well, bring your uh, your raincoat and maybe <laughs> your winter coat with you because it's something here. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're prepared, but uh, it's not much better in in New York. That's for sure. But we're uh, we're excited to move out to the Windy City. That's for sure. Well, we're. We're happy to have you back, definitely. So, so Mike, your, your book, The Greatness Gap, details personal strategies to meet one's fullest potential and close the gap between being decent and, and really and truly great. Tell us a little bit about what brought you to write this book. Well, it's interesting because I had gotten asked, and it was it was one of these things where over the course of several months, I had people coming to me for advice and some most of it was from friends and people just coming up asking me like hey why did you make this decision at this point in your life and what are your thoughts on sort of um you know professional development and those types of topics and so i started thinking and i started talking so much about those topics that i sort of one day said gosh i really should write all this down on paper and i hadn't even really had the mindset to write a an entire book. I just started writing. I, I enjoy writing a lot. I do a lot of blogging these days. I do a lot of writing as the CMO for Epic Media Group. And I just started writing down thoughts. And it was stream of consciousness. It wasn't anything organized, but it got to a point where I said, you know, this this really could be a good book if I really worked hard on it and really had the proper focus on it. And I just started writing and writing and all of my off time, uh, nights and, and mornings and weekends. And I looked up 35 days later and I had 200 pages written. <laughs> oh, everybody should make it that uh, seemingly easy. My goodness. It my was, goodness. it really just came uh, really out of my mind. It, you know, it, it was sort of a lifetime's worth of mm-hmm. knowledge and insight and opinions. And it just was, it just was. Uh, so easy for me to write just from a – writing is never easy, but it was easy for me to write because it was so personal. Well, you use the term stream of consciousness, and, you know, I, I've been enjoying that about your book, that it, it, it is – it's chocked full of great insights – Great advice, great and provocative questions, and and certainly just has a really casual flavor to it. So it's really an easy read, too. I've really been enjoying that. Well, thank you. I, I really, uh, once I started honing it a little bit more and sort of reeling it in and, and making it a little tighter, I really wanted each chapter to be its own lesson by itself. And mm-hmm. so there are, there are 29 chapters in the book, and I wanted somebody to be able to pick up the book on page 120 and read that chapter and say, okay, I can utilize that or that right. means something to me. And so that's really how I wrote it. It's, it's not certainly not a novel and it's certainly not fiction, mm-hmm. um, but, but I really had that sort of goal in mind for people to be able to pick it up at any point along the way and get some good tips. Yeah, and most definitely you you achieve that well. And I want to remind our listeners that you can join us in our chat room today if you have any questions for Mike Sprouse. Uh, that's a great place to pose those questions if you don't want to call into the show. But you're welcome to call in as well at 877 864 
1-800-273-4869, and I'm sure Mike will be happy to field any questions that you might have. Uh, so, Mike, you ask some really great questions in your book, um, as I said at the top of the show, some things that can really get people thinking about where they're at in, in life. Tell us a little bit about who this book is written for. Who's, who's going to most benefit from reading this book, The Greatness Gap? Well, I think people who are perhaps at a crossroads professionally or people who have always wanted to achieve something and it's been sort of this vast goal and they haven't been able to really get started on it. And I think readers sort of fit into two camps that way in terms of what they might take out of the book. Um, Certainly for anybody, any professional, whether you're an entrepreneur or an executive or an employee, um, you know, I, a lot of what I touch on is is trying to find people's passion and mm-hmm. how they can meet their full potential in whatever it is they're doing. And so I think it's really uh, a book for anybody that wants to take the next level in their career or switch careers, frankly, too. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it really, it really does try to challenge the reader to understand everything from their experience throughout their life and how they can apply that going forward and turn that into something that's really that they're really passionate about. Yeah, and with all you've achieved in in your life, Mike, you've certainly hit some some difficult bumps in the road and it was your mindset from a very very young age that really got you beyond those into where you are today. How in the world is such a youngster going through some tragedy and and loss? Um how did you know? How did you tap into that mindset at such a young age? Sure. Uh, so right in a span of about two years when I was between the ages of 12 and 14, I had lost my brother in a tragic car accident and my parents divorced. And certainly there are people that have far worse tragedies happen to them. But I knew at a young age that uh, I was going to have to sort of handle those things with maturity. And I also remember thinking pretty clearly that there were two very distinct paths that I can go down. And there were there, there were two ways that those things could have affected me. And one way was I could have gone completely into a downward spiral. And the other thing was, or the other direction was that I could use that as fuel and, and try to sort of rise above it and keep going. And that was the path, fortunately, that I took. And obviously, I had a lot of support around me um, mm-hmm. through friends and, and family. But um, it, it really parallels uh, one, of my, one of the chapters in my book called handling bad luck uh, because there's there's so many things that in business and in life you go through that's completely out of your control and it's the 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 people who handle those distractions or tragedies the 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 best or or not get sidetracked by them it's it's those people that eventually become much more enriched and um, rise above things um, you know professionally as well as personally yeah, I enjoyed that chapter in, in your book as well. And, and uh, just to uh, kind of paraphrase from what I recall about it, you know, a lot of people 
do fall into that that series of, uh, you know, so much has happened. You know, there are no jobs available. There are no this. There is no that. And and you say, as I would call you, you named that chapter, Bad Luck is a Bum Crutch, right? Yep, correct. Um, yeah, and so we can fall into that victim mentality very easily when we have a series of things happening. So do you have any kind of tips or anything that people can use? Because there are a lot of people going through a difficult time right now in regard to money and employment and business growth. Do you have any tips that people can use, some strategies that they can use in their personal life to kind of get out of that mindset? Sure. I've always found that when bad luck strikes, and it it can be anything major or it can be minor that sort of is classified as an annoyance throughout your day-to-day. I mean, if you're a blogger or something and your server goes down and, you know, that's bad luck. And and there's there's Mm -hmm. many minor little distractions that can happen all the way up to personal tragedies. I've always found that um, when I've gotten through some rough patches, it's always been a benefit to do something. So, be active, start writing, do do anything you can to sort of channel some of those emotions and potential negative emotions mm-hmm. into something that's fruitful. I think there were there were some times when I look back and and this certainly applies to professionally and to to my business where things didn't go my way and it happens hey. to everybody. Hey Mike, we're going to channel some emotions into a commercial break and we'll okay, be right perfect. back. <laughs> Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Renowned and gifted psychic medium, Sylvia Rossi, explores the mysteries of this life, the afterlife, and the unseen world that surrounds us all in the show called Make Contact with Sylvia Rossi. Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central here on Toginet. Sylvia Rossi with her special guests and other fellow psychics invite you to call in and make contact with the world beyond and get answers to your questions. Psychic medium Sylvia Rossi has been sharing her gift professionally for the last 17 years. Sylvia has made it her mission to help individuals and families understand their eternal connection to loved ones that have passed on, bringing relief and comfort to countless souls who have been touched by her gift. She's had the privilege of meeting and working with many psychologists who continue to recommend their clients to her when conventional methods have failed. Now it's your turn to make contact with host and psychic medium, Sylvia Rossi. Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Christian work-at-home moms, here is your own show on Toginet. It's CWAM, Christian work-at-home moms with Jill Hart and Diana Ennett. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet. Um, I'd love to share with you just a little bit about how CWAM can help you, whether you are new to the work-at-home world and just starting out your search, or whether you've been working at home for a while and are looking to grow your business. Jill Hart is the founder of Christian Work-at-Home Moms, CWAM.com, and co-author of So You Want to Be a Work-at-Home Mom. Jill has worked from home from 2000 and started her home-based business to assist other Christians who desire to work from home while maintaining a godly life. And Diana Ennett with virtualwordpublishing.com. I really, truly want to see you succeed, want to share the joy that I have in being home with my kids and being able to build my own business. And she's ready to help you now. Christian Work at Home Moms with Jill Hart. 
and Diana Ennett. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here today with author of The Greatness Gap, Mike Sprouse. Thanks, Mike, for being here. Going into break, you're talking about channeling your emotions and, and basically choosing which direction you want to go with your thoughts. Is that right? That's correct. And specifically when uh, something perhaps doesn't fall your way, being able to channel some of those emotions into something productive and, and into mm-hmm. actually being able to, to do something rather than sitting around wondering why things didn't go your way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And taking those action steps is just, uh, it can just change your energy altogether. Just getting up and taking some action steps, even if you're not positive about the direction that you want to go. But you've certainly taken a lot of turns in, in direction in, in, in your career. And, uh, one, one of the chapters that I really enjoyed reading in your book too was the one on le- basically leveraging relationships, remembering your friends, something like this, where at Epic Media Group, you actually you know, went back and created a, a contest, was it, where you had parties, a party at the Playboy Mansion, right? That's correct, yeah. I basically uh, had really strong relationships still in place when I left Playboy as SVP of marketing then, and I kept those relationships over the course of the next three or four years as I transitioned to Epic Media Group, and I saw a real business opportunity to impact my new company at Epic using some of the uh, great goodwill that was built up from my old company, which was at Playboy. And so I think that's a really important lesson for, for everybody that, you know, you, you keep the relationships uh, strong even when you switch directions or, or move another direction. And you never know when things can come back and when you mm-hmm. might be able to call on old friends for a specific favor or for anything professionally. Yeah, and, and never burning those bridges. Not that you left Playboy unhappy um, at all, but a lot of people do, you know, leave companies on unhappy terms. But it's important to keep those relationships open, and uh, you never know how you can utilize that relationship or leverage that relationship in the future, or vice versa, how you can help somebody from your past as well. No question. I think it definitely cuts both ways. And especially today, you know how ultra-connected everything is nowadays and with social networks and social media and how easy it is for people to get in touch with one another. And I would say especially today versus 10 or 15 years ago, it's just uh, it's just super important to maintain relationships and to always, um, you know, like you said, both ways, be able to help somebody but also look to others for, for help as well. Yeah, most definitely. Mike, a lot of our listeners are small business owners, solopreneurs, solo practitioners. Um, let's talk a little bit about branding. And, you know, I think it would be a good idea if we could start at a, at a basic level in personal branding. And if you could identify a little bit for us, what, what exactly is this personal branding all about? What does that mean? 
personal branding really is how you are known to the marketplace or to partners and constituents. It is very much like a corporate brand. So certainly when you think of um, it, when you think of your favorite Procter and Gamble brand, let's say, you have a certain mindset about that, about what you know what that detergent does, for instance. It's the same thing really with your personal brand. It is how you want to be known to everybody else in the world, business and personal. And so it's it's really branding is about what you stand for and what your or what your product, service or business stands for. And the ability to communicate that and and sort of get the news out about what your brand is 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 infinitely easier today than it was years ago. And the beauty of it is that a lot of times you can market your brand for free as well. So it doesn't cost a lot of money to create your own personal brand and certainly get the message out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, obviously with the emergence of, of you know, the web 2.0, and and social media and and everything that that means together that's so much easier to do nowadays and uh you never even heard the term personal brand you know prior to that <laughs> it wasn't a popular term um why why is it important though for even a small business to to really leverage that personal brand and to what extent I get that question a lot like what to what extent do I merge my personal brand with my business brand do I want people to assume that I'm a large company does emer- does merging my personal brand uh, give an appearance of being too small of a company that's a great question I think and I, like I've, I've said before, I hate giving the answer, it depends. But mm-hmm. I think in this case, it does depend on the person. Whenever I think of a personal brand that has sort of grown into a big brand, I always think of someone like Oprah Winfrey, or mm-hmm. even most recently, Ariana Huffington, who got her company sold to America Online. And certainly those are very powerful and well-known personalities and, and slash celebrities. And I know that that doesn't apply to most everyone else. But if I, I have never seen a downside in merging one's personal brand into their business brand, especially if it's a small business, because I think it gives an identity to the business. I think with a, with a small business and, and when an entrepreneur is starting out, they're going to rely heavily on their friends and family and their network that their network of people that they know most closely and those that network is obviously very familiar with one's personal brand if if you're a part of a family or or, or friends friendship circle and so i think where the business is able to be to to sort of evolve from that point i think it's it's never a downside to really put your personal brand in with your business brand i've i've never seen it i've never talk to anyone that's sort of been, you know, regretful of doing that or, or, or something along those lines. It's always turned out to be more of a positive than a hindrance. Mm-hmm. And so, Mike, can you give us some examples for, for people who may not be familiar with how to get a personal brand out there, what exactly that means? We're in the social media environment, you know, let's say, let's say Facebook and Twitter. You know, what can I, for instance, as a coach, uh, start doing so that people recognize my personal brand? Sure. So 
the first thing I would do is figure out where you're starting from. And this is going to sound a little bit vain, but it's not meant to be. But Google yourself. <laughs> uh, go into Google and type in your name and see what everybody else is seeing about you. And that, that will give you a good starting point to figure out, okay, do I have a, a pretty wide representation across the Internet? Do I, am I not very well known? Are there people talking about my business or my, or my company or myself in a negative way? Sort of figure out what your starting point is from a, from a perception standpoint. And then, really, from that point on, it's, it's never been a better time to be an entrepreneur and to promote your business and, and your personal brand. There are so many tools that are, that are free and easy to use right now that allow you to do blogging. For instance, WordPress, WordPress.com is a, is a free service. Anybody in the world can set up a blog, a very professionally professionally looking and well-designed blog. You can then, um, obviously, the social media channels, they're all free as of now, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. And so it's really about building your, your networks, and you can do all of that for free. So it's it's it takes some time, but it doesn't take a lot of money. And I think once you're able to, to use utilize some of those free tools out there, then I think it becomes a little bit of a snowball. I think mm-hmm. people, um, once they get a little bit of uh, notoriety and get some success, whether it's writing or blogging or getting the message out there about their product or service, I think it really does snowball very quickly. And 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 I'm not going to say it doesn't take work, but it certainly doesn't take a lot of money. No, it certainly doesn't. And uh, one of the tips that that I give my clients when they're not sure about you know because we get a lot. What do I say? What if I go on Twitter? What do I say? What can I tweet? I don't know. You know what to do. And so I always advise people to go back to the articles that they've written or the speeches that they've written, whatever they have, uh, and and just pull little quotes from from their own work and and get those out there to brand themselves. Do you have any other tips like that that can just make it easy for people just beginning? That's a great idea. Your suggestions, I think I 100% agree with. And a lot of people have written books. A lot of business owners have also are, are published authors. And if they haven't written books, then they've probably gotten articles published or what have you. What a lot of people don't realize is they've they're, they're probably sitting on years and years and years of really interesting content, really mm-hmm. interesting information that other people can learn from. And, and that is very closely tied to personal branding. So the ability to go out and just start somewhere is important. And I think leveraging some of what people have done in the past for their business or something that is, is interesting, or like you said, a quote. I mean, that's a great way to personal brand. Uh, once people start seeing a few quotes a week, then the audience sort of understands, okay, this is what this person or this business stands for. These are the types of quotes that are motivational to, to that business. So I, I, I agree. I think you, you have to start somewhere. And the other thing that I think people underestimate is they don't believe that what they have to say is interesting to anyone. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason for paralysis is they sit there and they go, well, gosh, nobody wants to hear what I have to say. And you'd be surprised. I think yeah. if, if there are a lot of people out there who are probably interested in what uh, a business owner or an entrepreneur has to say. So I, I would say don't sell yourself short is, is 
is my really simple advice there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, we're going to go into a break for in another few seconds, but tell us where our audience can find you at Twitter. What's your Twitter tag? Sure. I actually do most of my blogging at MikeSprouse.com, and then my Twitter tag, Twitter tag is Mike Sprouse as well. Um, so those are the, the two best places to reach me. Wonderful. Yeah, I went in to find you on Twitter and came up with about 10 Mike Sprouses. <laughs> <laughs> Not not an unusual name as we would one would think. So. Exactly, there's a very famous artist too who uh, who gets my inquiries and vice versa. So, oh my goodness! All right, we are going to go into our next break, and we'll see you back here in just a minute, folks. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on Doginet.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Kirk Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswalt is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from the competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDuswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Duswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Druggynet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And we're here today with the Chief Marketing Officer from Epic Media Group group and learning more about personal branding and about bringing passion into your life and and doing what you love, which sort of crosses over to that personal brand because branding isn't just for business owners, right, Mike? Oh, yeah, that's correct. 
Tell us more about for for people who are listening who are in the corporate arena. How how important is personal branding there? Oh, I I think it is it's it's huge. I mean, really personal branding also includes reputation mm-hmm. and it, it includes um, goodwill and whatever goodwill your personal brand carries with it, um, so, so goes your professional career, certainly in a corporate setting or anywhere else. And so if you can hang your hat on your reputation and your personal brand within a corporate marketplace or within in the confines of a company structure, then um, you're, you're in good shape because it's, it's obviously very competitive. Um, the world is competitive whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're an executive at a big company. It, it, it is super competitive, and the, the thing that people can most rely upon is their own brand. And that's not something that anybody else can build. It's something that you can build yourself. Yeah, and I think that um, came in for you in important places in your life. But after you joined um, Epic Media Group, uh, the gentleman who hired you left left the company, right? And it was your reputation and your passion and belief system that kept you going there in spite of having a mentor leave. Absolutely. That's a great point. I was hired here about, and about six months in, I had moved from Chicago to New York to take the job, actually. And six months later, uh, the person who hired me, who was the CEO of the company, left the company. And I was not only scratching my head, but I was kind of like, ooh, what do I, what do, I do now? This is an interesting problem because anytime somebody hires you, you're sort of automatically linked to that person, for better or for worse, or whether it's accurate or not. You're, you're linked when you get hired by someone in particular. And so I decided to stick it out and to trust myself and to trust the reputation that I had built away from the company to sort of transcend into the new world. And uh, I'm really glad I did. I, I mm-hmm. Certainly there were thoughts about, well, gee, should I backtrack and try to get my old job back or go somewhere else or do something, you know, finally on my own. And, and I'm really glad that I trusted the, the personal brand that I believe I had built, at least for myself at that time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great example. And I just want to read something from your book that really jumped out for me uh, during that time, I believe it was. And, you know, you say that in some cases, a major crisis often brings opportunity. And for you, there were two things that you made to do, made sure to do quickly. The first was to reflect on things that you did well previously and remind yourself what you were passionate about. And the second was to understand what the company was lacking and where the holes were that you would be able to fill. And I really like that because, you know, you looked at yourself and your talents and your successes from the past and, and you thought, okay, what makes me unique to this company? What unique skill sets and, and understandings do I bring to this company and how can I bring those to the table to make a difference during a tough time for the company? That was a really cool spin you put on things, Mike. Uh, well, thank you. Um, I, I, it, it's really interesting, I think, because 
a lot of people take sort of the negative route in their thinking. And by mm-hmm. that, it can be anything from when something happens, like, like what we just talked about, like what happened to me, um, to, to anything on a day-to-day basis where there's a tendency for people to focus on what they're not good at and to try to always continually try to improve something that they feel they're, they're falling short on. And I took a little bit of the opposite approach and said, I'm going to focus of what, on what I think I'm really good at and where I think that I can s- sort of shine for myself and for my team. And I'm going to r- basically ride that to the bank. You know, I'm, going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to just go with it, and we're going to see where it comes out. And, and my thinking there was that it was, it was going to be good for me. All the things that I was good at in the marketing realm previously, I, I focused on and I brought to the table at that that epic. And it was also good for the company because, like you said, it was uh, there were many things that sort of weren't in place before I got here. And so I really made sure to more focus on what I knew I was good at and what I was confident in rather than take sort of a, a nervous approach and say, well, gosh, I know I'm weak here. I better try to cover it up so that nobody sees it, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to another important point and and that is understanding your strengths and we'd be surprised at how many people don't truly understand their strengths i think at one point or another we all fall into you know the imposter syndrome thinking not believing in our strengths not understanding why they're unique do you have any tips for us on how to review those and how how to be one with your strengths <laughs> It's a great question. You're right. We all fall victim to that, and I think it's a it's a normal and natural reaction to second guess what we believe our strengths to be. I've always really tried to look backwards to try to figure out the way forwards, and I always think back to some of my earliest days as a kid or even as a teenager, and I think this really holds true for everybody. I think at some point in everyone's life, you probably got a compliment. Or somebody probably said, hey, Marla, you're really good at that. Or, Mike, you know, you, you're, you really know how to do that well. Or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And I always think about, I always try to reflect back when there's a challenge and say, you know, what, what am I really good at? What have people told me I'm good at? What, 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 is, what is some feedback that I've gotten that's been very positive in the past? And, and so I think it's a constant reminder of always looking back and figuring out, you know, what, what have I really done well before that I can do over and over and over again in the future? I mean, the, the best example I have, obviously, is from a young age. I got very serious and interested in, in the sport of tennis. And I basically, from age 10 all the way to 22, all the way up to the professional tennis tour, tennis was my life. And what I, what I always do is I think back to why tennis was so important to me and why I was able to achieve a little bit of success with it, what qualities about that really spoke to me. Things like individual problem solving, the entrepreneurial nature of what the sport was, um, uh, you can, still within the team confines, that, that, whole, um, that whole thing that tennis taught me. And so I think back to some of the elements of things that I know I've done well in the past or that people have told me I've done well, and I try to uh, make those qualities sort of reappear in all of my future decisions. So I, I, I always tend to, tend to balance it both ways, I guess, between looking back and and using that to go ahead. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And that, that reminds me of a time in my own life when, when I was feeling down about my strengths. And one of my friends recommended to me that, that every time a client or, or someone recognizes me in writing or, or even verbally to kind of keep a diary, a journal of that, copy, copy and paste those emails and such into one space so I could go back and look at that and really assimilate those strengths and qualities. And well, you certainly have gotten some recognition. Uh, um, all the way up from Bill Clinton and, and Hugh Hefner. Tell us what that was about. <laughs> I uh, Well, first with President Clinton, I had won an award in 1996. Uh, it's called the Arthur Ashe Award, which was one, uh, one national award given to a collegiate Division I college tennis player for leadership and sportsmanship and and on-court achievement. And so I got a letter from President Clinton congratulating me on that award. So I've got that framed in my home. And a few years into my career at Playboy, right after I'd gotten um, a promotion, I believe it was probably the last promotion I got, but I got a letter from Mr. Hefner, basically a a three-sentence letter on company letterhead and his signature and everything saying, you know, congratulations on your promotion and, and, you know, we're, we're happy to have young exe- young executives like yourself uh, in place at the company. Congratulations. So um, both of those are framed in my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And so anytime you might have some debt. You've got somewhere to go, that's for sure. <laughs> I think that's a great tip, though, Marley. Absolutely. I think you keep all of those things, and you and you never forget uh, you know, some of the good things and how you've impacted others. Yeah, yeah, because we all go through those, those times of doubt. And, uh, you know, transition and change is difficult, and this is such a changing world right now. So I think it's important to start keeping some sort of record of, of those kinds of things. And it's important to tap into our passion and... And you talk a lot about that in, the, in in your book. In fact, in the beginning, you know, one of the, the questions that you pose to your readers is, have you ever done something that you weren't at all passionate about, where you felt as if you you were just going through the motions every single day? And I think that we could probably all answer yes to that at one point or another. But for some, Mike, it's difficult to understand where the passion lies. I mean, I really do talk to people who say, I just don't know what I'm passionate about. What what are your insights on finding that passion? I think some of it ties to what I was talking about a little bit before, where if, if you look back on every stage of your life, there are probably times where you were really excited or you were um, or you were passionate or you were deriving pleasure from a certain activity or, or something that that um, that you did really well. And I always think about, you know, what qualities, what exact specific qualities about what you are excited about can you utilize in your professional life or, or what, 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 what has to be in place in your professional life to, to get excited. And it is tough. And, it, and by the way, it changes a lot. There was a time when I was passionate about numbers. I was an accounting major and all I cared about was numbers. And lo and behold, now I don't really care about numbers and I love writing. And so things change. But I think a a really good little exercise to do is, is think back to what, what you have enjoyed and what you really get excited about. It could have been going out with your, you know, friends or going to an amusement park or something like that when you were a friend. Well, 
okay, then how do you how do you translate that into a career or something that where you can get mm-hmm. passionate about that? Maybe it's managing an amusement park. I don't know. It's a bad, yeah. bad example. Yeah. But, but <laughs> something you know along those lines, though, you know, there are ways that you can position what you've been excited about in the past to use going forward. And we're going into our final break of the day. We'll be right back with Mike Sprouse. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Adoption, Journey to Motherhood with Mary Beth Wells. Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. This is not your typical show about adopting children. This is a shared experience from Mary Beth's heart. Mary Beth will be talking about and covering all the issues pertaining to adoption, including adopted parents, birth parents, adoptees, foster care, and infertility. So... How did your journey to motherhood begin? Or are you still on the path? We want to hear all voices sharing their stories and talking about those issues that are so dear to our hearts. You see, Mary Beth is a birth mom that relinquished a child for adoption and ended up coming full circle by adopting two beautiful little girls from Guatemala. And that led to her starting a doll company about adopting baby dolls from all around the world so that children could choose their own doll and learn about that doll's heritage. For more on Mary Beth and her dolls, go to PreciousBabyDolls.com. Then join us for Adoption, Journey to Motherhood with Mary Beth Wells. Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. Remember, the heart knows no boundaries. Coming live from Seattle, Washington, home of the biggest and best internet companies on the World Wide Web, it's SEO Radio, starring Brandon Knott. Tuesday nights at 10 Central, 8 p.m. Pacific on Toginet.com. SEO Radio. This pioneering internet and social media entrepreneur will share some of his most super efficient opportunities with you, small business owners, and future entrepreneurs to help you build a future like Amazon or Expedia Online. There's never been a marketing strategy that's been so effective in allowing small businesses to compete with the big boys. And Brandon now helps you learn these easy as one, two, three. SEO. For more on Brandon, check out his website, SeattleOrganicSEO.com. SEO Radio. Get set for SEO Radio, starring Brandon Nye. Tuesday nights at 10 Central, 8 p.m. Pacific on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And welcome back. Don't forget that there's still time to call into the show today. If you're interested in asking Mike a question, 877-864-4869, or join us in our chat room. And Mike, going into break, we were having a great discussion about really finding that passion and defining oneself and that took me to one of the chapters in your book another one that i enjoyed i guess i liked them all mike (laughs) thank you (laughs) oh creating self titles i really liked your explanation here and and the tips you gave can you talk to us a little bit about self titles what they are and how to use that process Sure. I think, you know, self-titles really does tie back to a lot of the discussion we had on personal branding um, earlier in the show. It's really um, talking about how um, you 
personally want to describe yourself and how you not only how you want the world to know you or how how you want them to think about you, um, but it is how you want to yourself sort of think about yourself, if that makes sense. Um, so it's it's really trying to define sort of your existence and ultimately define um, and, and set and reach your goals and potential and, and a, a few sets of words and phrases that you assign to yourself based on what you know you're good at. That's probably the best way I can describe it. And so for me, just to use myself as an an example, I love to, I think there were a couple of things I put in the book that said, you know, I'm creative, I'm hardworking, I like to counsel and lead people, and I like to be around other people that I think are, or share my passions, basically. Mm -hmm. And so in some ways, I know that for me to be successful, those sets of phrases or descriptions have to be present in whatever it is I'm doing at a given time. If they're not present or if if most of those self-titles aren't present, then my risk, my chance of success dramatically decreases. So that's, that's just my little exercise there to um, and make sure that I'm on the right track and that I'm, on, that I'm always sort of utilizing what I think my skills are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love um, at the at the end of each one of Mike's chapter, he has what's called the coach's challenge. And it, do you mind if I read the challenge from that particular chapter, Mike? Not at all. Thank you. Okay. So it says, reflect on what you believe your self-titles to be. Know them and memorize them. And understand that these are instrumental to how you define yourself and ultimately toward helping you bridge the greatness gap. They are not the end of the process. They should, in fact, be continually evaluated and reflected upon upon moving forward. And for me, that just, you know, because I think entrepreneurs, you know, we all have a touch of that ADHD out there, right? So like our brains are everywhere. We're so creative. We're so right-brained. And and this really kind of sums up, okay, how do I want to brand myself? And how can I remember this when, when I am writing and when I am podcasting and when I am blogging and, and such? And I think this is just a great way to kind of sum it up and get it all, you know, into one place in your mind. Well, thanks. I, I think it, it really has worked for me. And a lot of times, like you said, we're, we're so busy and it's so hard to have focus in everything we do. And especially if you're running a small business or an entrepreneur, you're probably very busy and, and you have a million things going through your head. And so sometimes it just sort of acts as a moment of Zen almost where you can yeah. sit down and you say, okay, here's really what, what I'm all about. And, and, it's, and it's a constant sort of reminder. Mm-hmm. And Mike, I know, a little change of, of topic here, I know that, that philanthropy is, is an important part of your message and important part of, of uh, how you live. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I think um, giving back and, and, and philanthropy, it, it's cliche, but it's really a responsibility. It's not, it's not one of those nice-to-haves where at the end of a month or a year, if you have a few extra hours or a few extra dollars, you say, well, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this to a great cause. It's, it's really more about a way of life and a, and a continual mindset. And the, the beauty, the, the example that I always have in my head um, for businesses and companies uh, in terms of the importance of what philanthropy is, uh, I always think about the NFL. I love watching pro football on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And every pro football game I watch, there's always an ad for the United Way. And so the NFL 
has, in a sense, made it so that all boats are rising higher. They're, they not only are, are attached to a great charitable organization, um, but they're also lifting that charitable organization up by reaching millions of people every Sunday. And so if, if you know, not only is it a, a responsibility and, and, and something that I think everybody should do in terms of giving back, it actually can provide real business benefit, too, by right, sort of, like I said, rising all boats higher. It can. It can provide benefit. And um, I'd love to talk a little bit about that for, for a small business. Uh, how, how can a business that's making small profits at, at the time kind of get going as in an organization that gives back? Do you have any tips for us? Sure. It actually really doesn't take a lot of money. I, I know there are countless examples of large corporations that probably are, are, you know, donating millions of dollars a year. But even if you're a small business, a lot of times great charities and charitable organizations, they want time, they want volunteer, they want uh, effort. And a lot of times they're absolutely so thankful for the volunteer work and the time that people put into their charity that they'll do a little promotion or they'll talk about such and such a business supported XYZ efforts and and they'll almost make you sort of a, an honorary sponsor in that way. And so for us at Epic, we put a program in place that started very small. Um, we, we're a, a nice-sized company, but we, we weren't we weren't doing much in the way of money. We really started out from a volu- more from a volunteer volunteering perspective. So really, I think that's a, a great way to start, especially if you don't have a ton of money where you're able to you know change the lives of, of many through dollars. You can change the lives of many through personal involvement. Yeah, yeah, and not only does that feel good, uh, but it does help establish that mindset and create the energy around your life to, uh, you know, let's face it, it, it all comes back tenfold too, you know, so so it's important in that regard too, and it brings us back to that personal branding, you know, the charity that you choose and the work that you choose to contribute to is a part of that. Absolutely, and, and the, the way, and like you said, it does come full circle. And I can remember there were times, the, the times in my life where I sort of felt like I was potentially losing my way professionally a little bit. Every time I did that, I made a conscious effort to go back and think not about myself but about others. And mm-hmm. I started to support things that I was passionate about. And what that does is it fuels your own passion as well about your mm-hmm. profession or about your business. So I guess my point is. Get passionate about something, and it probably will feed passion throughout all of the different areas of your life, potentially. Yeah, absolutely. When when uh, one of my entrepreneurs comes into coaching feeling very overwhelmed, frazzled, even fearful, that's one of the first questions I ask is, you know, what are you doing to to think about others before thinking about yourself because we become very unintentionally self-absorbed and when we can step outside of that and give back and think of others it takes the pressure off of us right and then we can focus better and become more grounded no question no question i couldn't couldn't have said it better really i think that's absolutely true and and when when people aren't tying together their profession or their person or their professional life with a giving mindset i i do think that is a hindrance. So I, I've always found when I can flip that around and, and focus outside first, that it, it does come back around and help help myself out personally. 
Mm-hmm. So, Mike, when your when your readers go out and and pick up this book, The Greatness Gap, which I you know strongly recommend. I think that it's just well formatted, well thought out, and gives you some real gems in here. Um, how do they begin goal setting for their future? Do you have any tips for us in that arena? Um, absolutely. I think goal setting is probably the hardest thing for people that people have to do, even once they've found what they're passionate about. And, and the reason why is because goal setting is very intimidating. It, it really symbolizes drawing a stake in the ground. It symbolizes commitment. It symbolizes a potential risk of failure. All of these things are very, very tough for people. So setting goals sometimes becomes a little bit paralyzing for people. And I think where I always start off um, is to focus on what I call the maybes. In other words, if someone asked you, do you think you could reasonably reach XYZ goal, and you're able to answer something along the lines of, well, it would take a lot of hard work and maybe a bit of luck, but it's possible, that's a maybe goal because Mm. you might be able to achieve it. And for me, you know, my craziest sort of maybe goal was to be an author, and and on on sort of the surface, it's pretty intimidating of the process through most people go through to, to becoming an author. But what I always try to do is take those, take that one long-term goal or that crazy goal and break it down into about six or seven short-term goals. Because then every, every short-term goal that you accomplish, you're gaining confident, confidence and you're involved in the process so much in such a closer way. And so once you knock off that first goal, then you're going, oh, well, okay, that wasn't so bad. And then the second goal and the third and the fourth. And pretty soon, that long-term really crazy goal, it's actually a lot closer. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's the mindset of really getting one, two, four, five, eight sort of little incremental wins to getting to that long-term, to that long-term goal. Yeah, those little chunks, and I always say celebrate those wins. That's an important part of goal setting and achievement, right, is celebrating those wins. Absolutely. With with my book, I sat down and said, yeah, I'm going to write the introduction. And I did it, and I was like, oh, wow, that was great. Okay, I liked it. And then I'm going to do an outline, and then I'm going to do a few chapters. And then pretty soon... I felt like I had gotten three-quarters of the way through the book. And I said, all right, well, now I can finish this. I know I can finish it. <laughs> so it's, it's really a confidence thing. And I, you're right. Yeah. You have to celebrate all the, the short-term wins. Yeah. Well, Mike, we're down to the, the last tidbits of the show. It's been so fun having you here. Tell our audience where we can find you and where they can find this wonderful book, The Greatness Gap. Well, thank you, Marla. It's been great being here. And you can certainly go to my website, www.mikesprouse.com and all of the information about my book and and some of the other topics that I, I like to write about, that's all there. So everything you need is on that website. Wonderful, wonderful reading. Thank you, Mike, and we'll talk soon. And everybody, join me next week when we're going to host Nancy Butler, founder of Above All Else, Success in Life and Business. This gal started as a single mom, started as an entrepreneur, sold her business for $200 million or no, sold her $200 million business for lots of money. And now she's here to give us her success secrets as well. So it's a great follow-up to Mike's appearance today. We'll see you next week. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there,